At ViStar, we believe in better. Our members now have access to more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Hello. Alton Podland, Ken Willis, Gavin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse. We're back. What do you know? Every week, like clockwork. So, taping this about forty-five minutes later than <laughs> we normally do. So it's like bad clockwork this week. We're gonna th- we're gonna have a Las Vegas review, which is something you'd normally have to pay sixty dollars for at the uh, at the uh, Copa. Right. If exactly. They still, if they still had the Copa and shows for just sixty dollars. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're uh, by the time we get to Phoenix. Was, by the time he gets, she what? By the time I get to Phoenix, Glenn Campbell was one of them. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Kyle Busch, uh, another getting closer to 200. I, I called it last week and damn near got it right. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about winless streaks. I'm going to I might quiz you, Mister Kelly, on on uh, current winless streaks, and uh, we'll talk about who might end their winless streak first. Uh, we got. Breaking news. Breaking news about the NASCAR banquet. And uh, we got the, the birthday game, and we're going we're gonna, to uh, charm you at the very end of today's podcast with something called a sizzle reel. That's radio talk right there. I just wow. learned about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're selling the sizzle instead of the reel or something like that. I don't know. A sizzle reel. Scissor. I will I call know. it scissor reel. By I the listened time to it, and it made it sound more interesting than we Yeah, are. I wanted to tune into that thing. But anyway, we'll explain all that later. And we'll start with uh, the Vegas review right after this. All right. All right. All right. Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Daytona Motor Mouse. Uh, Las Vegas came and went. It was touted as the true first test of the new uh, aero horsepower rules package for NASCAR, and it was supposed to be the Magic Elixir, which would make everybody happy. I was. Uh, we were out running around Sunday, and I said, I want to get to a TV and watch a little bit of the automobile race before we get home, and I'll watch a little more of the automobile race when we get home. So did you stand outside the TV store and watch it? We did not. Uh, I did not. That was, oh, I missed the good old days. And I uh, know we were at this little, uh, we were at an establishment, I would call it. And uh, the word orchids was not in the name anywhere. This is a, an indoor-outdoor type establishment with uh, wide open to the public. Anybody could see. And, and uh, what happens in there does not stay in there. So, so anyway, uh so I was having having a little uh, something to drink and watching the watching. I, I said I literally said, "See, see what's going on right there? Bunch of cars, bunch of traffic, slicing and dicing, coming back and forth. Guy in third, now he's in first, back to fifth. I said that's what they were trying to do. They hit it. It's perfect. I said that's exactly what they wanted. And then I, you know, it's, I don't know if it's showing my age or what. I I realized that. Oh wait a minute. I looked up in the corner of the screen and realized it was lap two. <laughs> so let's give this a few more laps, see what happens. By lap 10 or 12, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, spread formation was back in style. Yeah. And uh, so there's, it's a work in progress. Also, you had the issue of it was a 
green race. It was clean and green except for the re- except know, for the restart. You know why, stages. right? Uh, because they were all spread apart and nobody could break. <laughs> no, why? Well, uh, well, that and the fact that you can control your car. There's yeah. No, I mean, you want to go here, you go there. Yeah. You want to go there, you go there. You know, there's no. You're not going to worry about spinning out or nothing. Yeah. It's like slot car racing. Huh? Yeah, basically that's so. It. Yeah, so uh, yeah, the restarts and they had a relatively dramatic little drama at the finish, close finish. So it wasn't all, you know, it wasn't all horrible, but it wasn't exactly yet what they're hoping to get. Is that a fair assessment? It's just weird. It's different. It's, you know, it, first of all, it, the cars are noticeably slower. I mean, you can, you can, I can, can you see that? Can you see? No, I'm, I don't have a, my, I have, but I, again, I haven't had my eyes recalibrated to the new <laughs> package yet. So. Well, one thing is. To me, I mean, if you if you put it on a screen next to a, a screen showing last year's race on the same track, yes, I could see it. But, well, the odd thing is, is they're going like fourteen or fifteen miles an hour faster through the corners. Yeah, but they can't get in the gas or whatever, or whatever the deal is. Yeah, so it just seems like it's going slower. Bogged down a little yeah. bit. But actually, in the corners, they're going a lot faster. That's good. <laughs> no, that's bad. That's bad. Oh, well. So anyway, what I need you to do is mm-hmm. look at your phone. You have your email on your phone, right? Yeah. Okay, look at your email, and I'm going to turn this toward me. Tell okay. me if, that's, if I'm in frame. Uh, I hate to tell you, but, yep, you're in frame. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ah, <laughs> ah, I right, forgot you my hat. To, you want me to look up that poll? Yeah, so um, the other day, just for fun, I uh, did a uh, – Twitter poll, yep. and, and um, you know, it didn't get a million responses, but I think we got a pretty good amount. You got enough responses. Judging from this, you got enough responses to ha- have actual percentages. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, so, yeah, so I got that going for So run, by, run the question, and there are four responses. Uh, <laughs> no, that can't mathematically not – couldn't have been just four. What did you think of Sunday's NASCAR race at Las Vegas? We will discuss the poll results on the Daytona Motor Mouse, blah, 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 Wednesday. All right. The uh, the results are there was a three-way tie for second, all at 16%. Uh, I'll tell you what one was the uh, second one down. Gr- okay. Okay. Your choices were great, okay, not so good, and snoozer. Okay, Fifty-two percent. Yeah. All right. So all right. And then the other three, great. Sixteen percent said great. That was the uh, Logano family, I guess. The checking the Logano in. family or anybody that spent the day at Hooters. So. Yeah. Uh, not so good. Not so good. Sixteen percent and snoozer. Sixteen percent. So uh, okay, won the day. So uh, great would have been better, and I'm sure people would have gone with great if they thought it was great, but. But uh, it's, I guess that's uh, what they are suggesting is a uh, work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get there. So if you take the 52 and then you take the 16, uh, that's a great. That's a greater okay. So that's uh, 62, six, well, that's 68. 68%. Yeah, almost that's, 7 so in 10 by my So math. basically that's those are favorable comments. Yeah. All right. So, so okay, so tell me what you think about that well this extremely uh, scientific i would, I would like Twitter to poll. uh see the raw numbers before i 
Judge, I don't know if this was nine people, 109 people, 1,009 people. I'd like to see the raw numbers. I would have gone, I, I think the friendliest way to go with that was okay. I think uh, based on the other choices, I would have said okay. Yeah. Uh, a, a fifth choice, it was okay, but not what they want to see just yet. You know, they're trying to get it a little more action-packed for longer periods of time. So now we're moving on to Phoenix, and Phoenix is a one-mile track, correct? It's as opposed to Vegas, right on the button, one mile. As opposed to the mile and a half. So, what does that mean? Less room on the track, right? Less room. Less room. Less banking. Less banking. They don't use an interliner in the tire. Did I didn't you? know that. Did you know that? I did not know that. Why not? Tracks saving that, money. No tracks that are a mile or less. Yeah. Uh, so that would be New Hampshire too. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think Phoenix one and New mile. Hampshire. What about Dover? Dover, Dover, yeah. Dover's right of the mile. So any track that's a mile or less, mm-hmm. they don't run interliners because it actually, there's some technical reason. Glad I asked. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, a technical because, guy. Because. So on that note, let's say goodbye to our uh, Facebook Live okay. people. So, uh, well, you go hide in shame because you don't know why they don't run interliners at the mile and shorter tracks. Well, I'll get that. I can get that. That's easily accessible yeah. information. Say, uh, say goodbye. Adios. Uh, Kyle Bush. We sat here last week discussing just how impressive his 195 career wins are over NASCAR's three major national touring series. And I said, you know, I said, and oh, I think we took a guess at when he would get to 200. Yeah. And we both kind of went a little far off into the distance. And I said, you know, he could be at 198 after this week because he was running all three races at Vegas. And sure enough, he won the first two. And I said, man, how smart did I sound? Yeah. Then he didn't win the third one. But he's at 197. And um, I, I don't know. I just think, it's, uh, you know, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, a lot of times when he runs in, in the Bush Series and especially the Truck Series, he's got the best – he's got better equipment, less real competition. And, you know, and he's also, by the way, in case you haven't noticed, an excellent race car driver. <laughs> so, yeah, so he should win a lot of races percentage-wise. He should have a lot better win percentage down there than he does in Cup, and he does. And well, kudos, I, you know, really kudos to him for a lot of these guys lose interest in those kind of races unless there's, you know, a paycheck involved. Yeah. And he just seems to do it to do it. I don't think he makes any money on it. You well, know? He is doing it for his own race team, and I'm sure there's a financial uh, benefit. Yeah, I that, would hope so. I don't, but I don't you know, think I wouldn't work for free if I was him. I don't think he's like getting like big dollars. Well, it's probably running. help, but it's helping his race. Yeah, team. it helps his team. It helps yeah. finance his team. Yeah, which in I, turn I, helps him. Yeah, which helps him. Yeah. And I don't blame him for that. By the way, I'm not. No, no, but I, I give him I give him credit for doing yeah. that. Um, you know participation and and a lot of people gripe about the cup guys racing bush and trucks a lot of people gripe about it they shouldn't go down there let them guys race against each other and develop their own names but it's a two-way street or it's a two-edged sword or something something with two in it (laughs) (laughs) by them by the bigger names going down there it adds interest to that race you know when you got the cup guys racing the saturday race it adds interest to the saturday race right or the friday race whatever the case may be and, and it adds a little more it, – it adds more uh, focus on that. And and plus, if you can beat those guys, it's a nice little feather in the cap. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't really think that the – they did tweak the points, you know, a couple of years ago where these guys can't go down there and collect points. 
you know so that so that kind of helps that it, they don't go down there and interfere with the points race right in the bush and the trucks they don't interfere with the points race uh all they can do is go down there and take their trophies their women and their cash <laughs> i don't even know if they, well, they interfere with their cash that, that much. one they uh, keep that hidden They've got that one stretch of three races in the summer for yeah. the truck series, I yeah. believe. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, uh, cup guys aren't allowed in these races. Oh yeah, they got the uh, yeah that three race deal. Yeah, so um, it's a Gander Outdoors bonus program. Yeah, so you win one race, you win X amount of dollars. You win, and so if you win it three in a row, yeah. Then it's a half million dollars. Yeah, so, I remember and, reading about that in but, the newspaper. But the cup guys cannot participate. You yeah. have to be part of the series to be in the Did races. I see Elliot Sadler's coming back a little bit? Oh, you knew he was. A handful of races? Yeah, it seemed like he was way too young to make a clean break. Yeah, he, he's coming back, yeah. running here and there. Now, he does he does run for the paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. All right, let's get off of this and uh, let's get away from that altogether, and we'll come back with uh, you'll get that big time auto racing right after this. And we're back. Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse. You'll get that big time auto racing. Know what you'll get? What? Big old losing streak every now and then. Wow. Now, since there's, you know, 40 guys starting and only one can win. The polite way of referring to these are is uh, the polite way is to refer to it as a winless streak, not a losing streak, because then you you would be indicating that there are thirty nine losers every week, and uh, there's really not, you know. Now, if a guy finishes fortieth and just never, you know, he's out and after twelve laps with that old mysterious vibration, <laughs> he's either a loser or uh, he's either that week's loser or. Um, you know, just trying to get from here to there and get that start money and keep the keep the thing afloat for a couple more years till they can strike it rich, yeah. start and part. But not a, don't, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think that's uh, economically feasible now. No, nope. because you got to have these cars built a certain way and blah blah blah. All right, I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read you a few names of some high profile drivers, and I want you to tell me. Put a number. Take a shot. At how many races uh, it's been, how long their winless streak is at the current time. Uh, let's start with Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Take well, a shot. How Jim, long is Jimmy his winless Johnson streak? Jimmy Johnson is like fourth on the all-time wins list. Yeah, but what's his winless streak at right now? Oh, he's, he's must have uh, four weeks. What? Oh, I'm not counting that. Points <laughs> races. You didn't not. say that. Uh, you didn't say uh, points races. I'm going in the little way back machine. Uh, so, you know, we can take away the, those exhibitions. You didn't I say. Did. We're going to go. When's know. the last race he won? Four right. weeks ago. No, nope, I'm changing. I'm changing right. the rules right now. Last points, points paying race. Points paying race. Okay. Probably, gosh, it's been what, 40 races? 62. 62? Yes. 62. It's almost two. We're pushing. We're coming up on two, four years. It was the first Dover race of 17. Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson wins like every other week, doesn't he? Yep. I'm talking about a NASCAR Cup Series points paying race. <laughs> Not the world of outlaws. No chili bowls. None of this. No, no Ganassi car. 
No, got to leave the midgets out of this. Okay. Yep. All right. So, uh, Kyle Larson, what's his winless streak? Like 25, maybe? 49. Oh, my God. This is the fun one. I saved the fun one for last. Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman? You know, he once won eight races in a year. Yeah. I'd like to point that out to people. You know how he did it? Uh, had a fast car. No, just the opposite. Oh, what did he do? He had a smaller carburetor, oh. and they fuel mileage their way to oh good for him about <laughs> like five of those victories hey you know you get there however you gotta get there <laughs> all right ryan newman what's his winless streak at ryan newman gosh didn't he win last year i don't know did he mm, i want to say he won the year before so let's say uh 58 races 71 you undershot all of them that's amazing see yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have thought they were as long as they were, but that, right. that's incredible. Uh, who who of those three who ends the winless streak first? Kyle Larson, Jimmy Johnson, or Ryan Newman? I am going to go with Kyle Larson. That seems to be the uh, smart smart way to go on that because he's always there. He seems like he's got a chance. Jimmy's still a little bit in the search mode, you know. But here, I read this on uh, NASCAR.com. Some some smart person on NASCAR.com came up with this about Ryan Newman. Uh-huh. Considering consider the following stats from Racing Insights, which I is it Racing Insights or NASCAR.com? I don't know. None of that matters. Here's what matters: uh, Newman has two wins at Phoenix, which is where they're racing this weekend. Got Newman. that? Two career wins at Phoenix. Newman. One came in 17, which was his most recent win in 2017, and the other one in 2010. Stick with me. In 2017, that win at Phoenix snapped a winless streak of 127 races. Wow. It was his first win. It was also his first win racing for car owner Richard Childress. Okay? It was his first win in a Childress car. It happened at Phoenix, and it snapped a long winless streak. His win at Phoenix in 2010 snapped a 77-race winless streak. Another long one. And that was his first win with Stuart Haas. Okay? Yeah. Follow what I'm saying here? Yeah. So a long winless streak. He's with a new team, and he's going to Phoenix. So you know what that means. He's going to win. Yeah, it'll probably be next year. Let's get this <laughs> thing over 100. Let's really make it dramatic let's, when he wins. So let's circle back well, to uh, one of those other names on that list is Johnson. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, this is the first year he's not. He doesn't have Chad Canals as his crew chief. Right. Chad's with Billy the Kid. So, how's that in-house battle shaping up? Who do you think? I, I uh, nobody's going great guns yet. Yeah, but you think that Chad Canals would want to, you know, get William Byron into victory lane before Jimmy Johnson? Well, any and, competitive person would. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you think that can happen, or do you think? Uh, yeah, but I think baby steps. I think they need to, like Kyle Larson said on that show the other day, they need to start cheating and cheating soon. <laughs> Remember that he said got caused a little mini uproar the other day on uh, with with Rick Allen on the uh, NASCAR Garage or one of them shows. Where yeah, he said, yeah, he goes Hendrick team among the Chevys. Yeah, they usually start a little slow, and then you know, then later on in the season they start cheating and they're faster than everybody. <laughs> he was. <laughs> It was a joke, a dry joke, but a joke, and uh, and a lot of people took it serious. So he had to do what people do. He had to tweet an apology. I think. Oh uh, yeah, poor poor. Taken out of context. Well, no, it wasn't. He said it, but it was fairly obvious that he was just 
he didn't seem to say it in a, in a mean way. Of course, he wasn't smiling or laughing when he said it either. Before we leave, you'll get that big-time auto racing. How about Haley De- Deegan winning on the dirt at Vegas in the uh, season opener, I think it was, for the K&M Pro, Pro West? 17-year-old uh, Haley, she uh, won dramatic fashion on dirt. And I said, man, that's amazing. Of course, then I went and looked at her profile. She cut her teeth on dirt racing, on yeah. off-road, yeah. So, yeah, she loves that dirt. She wishes they raced on dirt every week, probably. Last lap pass yep. on, on dirt. But, you know, the thing about her was I thought she would do better at New Smyrna yeah. in the season opener, yeah. K&N East. Right. And she struggled all all night. You'll get that in big-time motor <laughs> yeah. racing. You'll get that in the minor leagues, too. Yeah, uh, so – Racing, it's not a given. If you got the car and you got a good driver and everything seems to be going your way, you know, you're still not guaranteed a good finish. I mean, there's really just, shocking. <laughs> you're so smart. Gonna, let's commit this to paper. Yeah. Let's write this down. And let's take a break. We'll be right back. We're back with the final leg of uh, Daytona Motor Mouse. That's Goblin Kelly sitting over there staring blankly at me, a, Ken this Willis. This is a three-legged race, isn't it? Yes, it Every is. Every week. Uh, uh, we're time for green-white checkers. Uh, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about the banquet. We're going to play the birthday game, and we're going to uh, give you a little sizzle reel, which sounds like a dance, actually. It was the buck and wing, the something, the Virginia reel. That's what it was. I knew there was a reel there somewhere. Uh, The NASCAR banquet used to be at the Plaza Hotel in Daytona Beach. And and the Princess Yes, and Princess Icena. Then they moved it to New York City. New York City. And did it at the Waldorf and Astoriums. (laughs) <laughs> Who used to call it? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I had a relative always referred to uh, Sherwin-Williams paint stores. Yeah. Sherman-Williams. Still does. Did you get that? Sherman-Williams. So now you go, you go down to Sherman-Williams. All you got to do is take a flake of it, and they'll match it right up. Who will do it? Will Sherman do it himself? He might. <laughs> Uh, Sherman Williams. Oh, God. Oh, I, great. Yeah, I still say Barnes & Nobles. <laughs> well, I told you about the guy that... And I've always referred to it as this ever since. We were in Donaldsonville, Georgia at a dollar store because that's all they had. And my dad was, was several years ago, he was want, he needed a pair of suspenders. He was got that old age where he started wearing suspenders because he didn't give up, you know, anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm looking around. I can't find them anywhere. And I asked the one clerk I could find. And when I asked her about them, uh, this old boy <laughs> – like he was right out of the bait and tackle store. He was standing there and he just overheard us. And he goes, I know it. He was wearing some. He said, well, last time I needed some suspenders, uh, mama had to carry me over the Dothan to the Walmarts. <laughs> I said, my God. <laughs> he had to go across the state line to a Walmarts because they didn't have one in Seminole County, Georgia, for God's sake. But anyway, uh, the Walmarts, the uh, Barnes and Nobles, uh, Rick Hendricks. How about this one, Monkey Wards? Yeah. Remember Monkey Wards? Was so it, anyway. Was it uh, Junior Sample that wore? He wore coveralls. He wore coveralls, okay. He wore coveralls. Well, BR-549. When you, when you were describing the store clerk, uh, that yeah, image immediately kinda, sorta, popped in. Kinda, actually looked a little more like uh, Justin Wilson, the Cajun chef. He oh, okay. More like him. Imagine right. Justin Wilson with suspenders. Ooh. Ooh <laughs> All right. Uh, banquet's going to Nashville now. Because it went from New York City to uh, na- to Vegas, right? Which everybody thought was well, that's a natural fit. Vegas, a convention, banquet, all that, great. Uh, it's kind of run its course there. Nashville, I think, is the perfect place to have it because it's down south. 
It's a great entertainment city. A lot to do there. And Sterling Marlin can come over. (laughs) Even better. So, yeah, they're moving to Banquet to Nashville. So that's, uh, that's that's a wonderful, wonderful move, I would say. Well, the... Yeah, they really flamed out last year in Vegas. Yeah. Um, in years past, they had a dinner and a show and all that stuff. Yeah. And last year, it was just a awards ceremony. Yeah. It wasn't a dinner. Well, apparently, the Bush and trucks are are going to be in Charlotte. That, uh, they're staying. In, they're go- they're going to Charlotte, so they'll stay close to home. And uh, but the Cup's going to be in Nashville. And uh, everybody think there's some hope that this increases the possibility of a race returning to the fairgrounds speedway there in nashville so i'm all for that yep i'm with you all right we're gonna play the birthday game before we do the sizzle reel and we got uh, several birthdays this week and it's an interesting cast of characters and uh, i think i think you're gonna have a little trouble this week and i know that's weird because you're so good at this but i'm predicting trouble in paradise are you ready i'm hoping i do better than the winless streak tomorrow janet guthrie janet guthrie great janet guthrie gosh she's aj for 80 at 81 it's you're so you're able to connect sometimes because you know they're roughly the same yeah same age as aj kind yeah. of the aj era yeah, yeah. Uh, Friday, one of those greens from Owensboro, Kentucky, Mark Green, the lesser known of the David, Jeff, and Mark Green group, the Hudson Brothers of uh, NASCAR Bush Series. God, <laughs> Remember all... the Hudson Brothers? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Mark Green's birthday is Friday. Is he the middle brother, the older brother, the younger brother? How old is he, Goblin? Tell me, for uh, God's sake. Happy 50th birthday. 60. I knew you were going to start having trouble. Here's one for you, and I want to talk a little bit about this guy. Also tomorrow, uh, Friday, Kirk Shelmerdine. Kirk Shelmerdine? Kirk Shelmerdine. You know, he was 19 years old when he was started out as... A crew chief. A crew chief. With Richard Childress Racing in Welcome, North Carolina 80s, for Dale Earnhardt. 30. Oh, look at you ciphering. 19. Whoa, clear out the smoke. So I'm going to say... Considering he was so young. But that was a long time ago, maybe. 54. 61. Ah. Now, here's a question for you, and I want you to figure this out for me. Why Kirk Shelmerdine won 50-something races with Earnhardt at Childress. 50-something of Earnhardt's wins came with Shelmerdine, somewhere, give or take. Four championships. Why do, why do you never hear Kirk Shelmerdine mentioned when it comes time to Hall of Fame nominations? Ray Evernham. Uh, you know, Dale Lemon, of course, won eight. Right. But Evernham, what, he won three? He won three. Three cup Florida. championships, and, and he's he's there. Um, Waddell Wilson, right, getting a lot of consideration, or do they just vote him in? Why am I drawing a blank on that? Don't pass. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> you fit the, oh, no, don't do it. It's a dead zone. Don't go there. <laughs> We've gotten stupid. We don't know anything anymore because we know all we got to do is lock on our phone. Uh, but why doesn't Kirk Shelmerdine? We got to research that, and find out why. Yeah, that's a good point because yeah. uh, why? Because the only thing I can think of is perhaps when he was 19 years old, he was the crew chief in name only, and Richard was really running things, and Kirk was the crew chief in name only to for I don't know tax purposes or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the end of his run he was yeah he was very much kid. running the thing yeah. and then he quit to go racing when he was about 40 years old yeah 38 36 40 somewhere in there hut hut 
Omaha. He <laughs> <laughs> maybe won a couple ARCA races. Well, yeah. he, I remember he was still crew chief for Earnhardt, and he ran a uh, sportsman race at yeah. Charlotte, yeah. which was one of Humpy Wheeler's worst ideas ever. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he ran it. He, I, I remember distinctly because he ran like an Earnhardt kind of car. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, yeah, he wasn't a bad racer. He was always competitive in those ARCA races. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the fast tracks, too. Stick his nose right in there. But there were, but you have a point. He's, his name does not show up on the nominating list. Yeah. Saturday, Mr. Spin and Win from the Indianapolis 500, Danny Sullivan. Saturday has a birthday. Daniel Sullivan. Danny Sullivan. He's got to be 65. 69. Yeah, you're not too bad. He's 65 then. (laughs) He's every bit of 65. (laughs) So much of 65. He's 69. Sunday, getting a little closer to home here. Matt Kenseth, Sunday. Matt? Remember Matt? That name drives Remember Matt. What a void he's left in NASCAR. Matt's got to be like 47. No, but he will be Sunday. (laughs) Good job. Way to go. Also Sunday, Mike Wallace, not the... Not that Mike Wallace, but the race car driver, Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace? That other Mike Wallace is gone. Well, he still has a birthday, though. Yeah. You know, when you do... die, it's no longer your birthday. They refer well, to it they, as the anniversary of your birthday. They have birth. a President's Day, which is... Com- That's completely different. How old is the old race car driver, Rusty Wallace's brother? Younger brother or older brother? <laughs> Kenny Wallace's younger brother or older brother? Mike Wallace, the third racing brother, Wallace, baller brothers, Wallace brothers. Oh, Mike Wallace. Of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about the Mike, Mike Wallace from 60 Minutes. Well, that's why I said it wasn't that. I know. I throw some cold water on you. Cold water. Give for me various some reasons. I need coffee. Mike Wallace. Of the uh, racing Mike Wallace. Wallace. Gosh, he's got to be close to. Let's see. You take. Um, let me cipher. Oh, let me boy. Do some air ciphering. I'm going to say 58. 60. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good job. Pretty good job. Uh, two more next Tuesday. Casey Mears, another family of racers. Mm-hmm. Casey Mears, nephew of Rick, I believe. Mm-hmm. Casey Mears. Casey Mears is Rick's nephew, I do believe. Rick is uh, the Rocket Man. Yep. 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 They did a lot of Pikes Peaking they with did. those uncers. Oh man, did they ever? Anyway, how old is Casey going to be next Tuesday? Casey, not Rick, but Casey. Yep. And not Mike Wallace from Sixty Minutes. <laughs> Casey Mears? Casey Kasem, next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, man. 40? 41. Good. For a guy who's dying over there, you did a pretty good job on that one. All right, one more next Tuesday. John Andretti. Oh, Andretti. John Andretti from another family of racers. Yeah, he's got to be in his 50s, so I'm going to say 51. 56. Well, he is in his 50s. You got that right. During Speed Weeks, we, uh, our friend Rob Connolly came down with Gatehouse Media and hooked up something called SpeedWeekRadio.com, which is what they call a pop-up radio station that's alive for like a week, and then they shut it down, and that never comes back again unless we do it again next year. And uh, so anyway, trying to impress the higher-ups, he came up with something. Him and his buddy Fish came up with a deal they call the Sizzle Reel, which is basically about a three-minute uh, or so highlight reel. Compilation. Comp- I had to think about that. From Speed Week Radio from this past February in Daytona. So uh, we're going to play that as we get out of here and uh, listen. And uh, if you want to, if you don't, (laughs) 
<laughs> we really can't make you. I can pretend we have ways to make you, but we can't. And uh, we will uh, we will do this again next week. That is both a threat and a promise, right? Well, we're not going to do the sizzle reel next week. No more sizzle reel. And we'll do the Virginia reel. We'll do the Virginia reel next yes. week. Yes. This week it's the sizzle reel from Daytona. With a little flat and scrugs in the background next week. We'll do that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. See ya. Speed Week Radio, an 11-day pop-up radio station created for the 61st running of the Daytona 500 with live coverage. This is Daytona Speed Week Radio presented by Advent Health, and we are live from the UNOH Fan Zone on SpeedWeekRadio.com. We're at Daytona International Speedway. I'm Mark Erickson alongside Godwin P. Kelly and Ken Willis of the Daytona Beach News Journal. I just got to tell you, I went to the care center, had my IV. Okay. I'm feeling much. It's better now. I need a cold shower after that one. <laughs> Goblin, he went with Chase Elliott for the 500, right? He's eager to get out there and pass. I went with Brad Keselowski. That's a great pick. He's always at the front. Special features. Oh, 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 to the Daytona 500. Side by side, bouncing off each other. Now, let's go inside Victory Lane at the Daytona 500. Hi, I'm Brandon Fisher from Gatorland, and I'm here to tell you today's fun fact. Hi, this is Andrew Booth, PR Director for Daytona International Speedway. Hi, race fans. Welcome to Daytona Beach. This is Kate Holcomb at the Daytona Beach Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. With the introduction of Prohibition in 1920, moonshine production and bootlegging skyrocketed. Hi, this is Jeremy Craig from Copper Bottom Craft Distillery, Daytona Beach, Florida. See the ambulance transporting him directly to Halifax Medical Center in Daytona Beach. They call it the Great American Race. And aside from some folks in Indianapolis, few people roll their eyes at the hype. This is Speed Week Radio. Exclusive interviews. What's a day in the life of Edsel Ford II like? That's an interesting question because, of course, it always depends on where I am. You know, if I'm at Daytona, my day looks different. Say good morning to Matt Tift. Probably have nothing to do the rest of the morning. <laughs> nothing at all, yeah. <laughs> Daytona 500 is about the most relaxed day we have the whole year. Chip Weil is the president of Daytona International Speedway. Godwin and Ken, you know, you guys have been such incredible supporters of the racetrack for 20 plus years. We're very blessed to have you both and, and as part of this community, but, but more importantly, part of our Speedway family. How's Danny to work with? Well, I'll, I'll let you know here in a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> Prediction for the weekend? Oh, we're going to win every race and lead every lap, right? I mean, it's Daytona. That should be simple, right? Dale Earnhardt was tweeting. It was in jest, but he used that. What is TRD anyways? Heard and, and I actually considered it a high compliment that, that, that we were on his radar. <laughs> David anyway. Wilson, president of Toyota Racing Development. So we've got some pretty lethal F-16s in our fleet. We've got our own version of the pit crew on the Thunderbirds. We've got 90 maintenance professionals across 13 different specialties. And the Daytona Motor Mouth. The sheriffs over there, they have a dog, a sniffer. And that poor dog, I don't know who, what short straw he drew, but he's having to sniff the media center. <laughs> <laughs> that dog is going to come out with its tail between his legs. No, he's going to smell in there. Cheetos and... Grim reality is what he says. <laughs> Broken hearts. <laughs> lowered expectations. Shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. <laughs> and a little bit of Drakkar. From the Daytona Beach News Journal, this is Speed Week Radio. The history of the Daytona 500 and more. Live coverage from Daytona. Presented by Advent Health. Feel whole. Now, here we go. This is Speed Week Radio. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.